the podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, what's happening? Happy Tuesday. Good afternoon, and welcome into Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3, Double T 97.3.com, and the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Yours on television, Fox 34 News now, alongside the doctor, Mike Gustafson. I am Choice Woodman, in for an ill Clint Scott today. Brennan Riker across the way taking care of us. You were more than welcome to join the conversation. You got thoughts, comments, questions, whatever you want to bring in, you can do so on the Yates Flooring Center chat line through that Double T 97.3 mobile app. Good afternoon, Gus. What's up? How you doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you, big boy? I'm uh, I'm pretty good. You got the, uh, the baseball polo going today, I see. Yep. Is this... Well, is this, uh, this is for a, any reason? Or no? no, it's just signature stag. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, got my. Uh, I don't know if you were uh, marking the one month. No, out no, no. Day, we are one month I'm, away. I'm perfect with that, but I unfortunately, or, or, or I say unfortunately for the, you know, to to point out that there's no real coincidence here. I did oh, this okay. probably you know twice a week in oh, yeah. December, November, and October as well. So yeah. Yeah, I like the uh, thought of that. Month out. We are one month out from uh, baseball season starting up for the Red Raiders. They'll be playing against Tennessee a a month from today in Arlington. Of course, you'll hear that game on Double T 97.3. We'll talk some baseball today as the first, I think the first of the six polls has been released. The D1Baseball.com poll came out today and the Red Raiders are in it. I think Perfect Game dropped one last week. Did maybe. they? Okay. I yeah, because we were not. Tech was not in the top 25 on that one. I think that's right. Um, but, yeah, I think the, you know, we're – I think we're gonna, we're seeing about where we're going to end up with a bunch of these. And, and it's about where uh, a team that would be, you know, maybe considered coming out of last year that uh, lost in the regional round, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I don't think that uh, – at least from the outside looking in, the the kind of you know, and these, that's what these rankings are. You kind of take a look at where the team finished last year and what do they have back, yep, or what do they bring in, you know, and uh, and so I, I don't think anyone is, you know, just over the moon with uh, and I'm and again I'm saying anyone, I mean anyone outside that Nationally, are doing polls, yeah. yeah, and things like that. That there there's there's not any names on the sheet of paper that are that are. Uh, knocking their socks off in a way but at the same time it's respect for the program that they're showing up at 21 you know from d1 baseball and yeah probably around where we'll be on most of these polls and probably if i had to guess probably pick third or fourth in the big 12 again if i had to guess uh once that comes out here shortly yeah uh i i think there's not as much hype or uh you know excitement necessarily nationally but locally um, I think there's quite a bit of hope for what this season could be. You look at the roster, I think you're improved in a lot of places. Yep. If you can stay healthy. That's the, always sure. the giant caveat. But, uh, yeah, we'll get into some baseball talk. We'll talk some basketball as we're a a day away from uh, Texas Tech's toughest 
game of the season to this point. And you know what? It may be the toughest game you play all year. Yeah, could be. It might be. You got, I mean, you look at your toughest games and we'll, we'll see what Houston ends up being because they've lost two in a row, but they're still a top five team in the poll. And you get Kansas at home as your only time to play them. So on paper, this is probably the toughest one you'll play all season long. And uh, it's a big one tomorrow night. We'll uh, get into that. More coaches not being fired or being fired <laughs> or whatever. No, NFL. Yeah. yeah. Are, are you surprised that we're sitting here at this point and Mike McCarthy has not uh, <laughs> been fired or received a vote of confidence? Or you know, I thought if we got past noon on Tuesday, yeah. it's more likely he stays. You know, it, it didn't we have uh didn't didn't Jerry make the comment uh yesterday maybe there was something that scrolled maybe during the show about uh I think I'm right about that the timing of that but like we have given no thought whatsoever to removing you know the, yeah, there guess, was some kind of a comment like that I thought I guess that is a vote of confidence somewhat yeah. but at the same time Jerry's said that exact same thing and fired someone <laughs> no I know like two days later um <laughs> you know when he's like oh what Jim Harbaugh wants to come here. Well, and, and that's exactly it. I, I would assume that any any sort of uh, you know thought or conversation around that has to do with uh, um, um, you know the uh, like the. <laughs> Go on, I'll, I'll think of it. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Okay, when you can't I, think of the word. Well, yeah, they, yeah, just. I, I would think it has everything to do with the availability of somebody else. You, you know, if, yeah. if, if no, I think I think Jerry Bel- before he fires Mike McCarthy is going to have someone tucked in. His that, absolutely, in in a way that if if they pull the trigger, there's going to be a uh, there's going to be a uh, y- you know he's gone and he's hired yeah. kind of a deal. Yeah, it's, uh, I think there will be essentially a guarantee from a coach that right. hey, okay. And, yeah, if that job comes open, that's the one I want. And I'm really not predicting that. I'm just saying I think that if I think that if there's a move made on McCarthy, that the that the hire follows quickly. But I, you know, and that's why I think who knows, you know, and as we get further and further away from the end of the Cowboys season, uh, the less I think Bill Belichick is any sort of likely hire, even though Vegas says it's I know possible, um, because Bill Belichick's there right now. I mean, you can go get. Bill Belichick almost immediately if if he's your guy, unless he's just exploring his own options because he's got lots of them out there. But it is uh, it's interesting to kind of watch the NFL coaching carousel. The college coaching carousel uh, has had some uh, had some pretty interesting news as well. As Arizona hired a coach today that is definitely not a uh, a splash type of hire. So um, we'll. We'll dabble in that as well. And, uh, of course, we'll take your thoughts, whatever you want to bring in, on the Yates Flooring Center chat line through the Double T 97.3 app. Brennan, what's happening, man? How are you? I'm good. I can't complain. It's a bit cold, but, you know, as as the wind dies down, it's not too bad. Like, don't get me wrong, single digits is, is chilly, but it, it makes it a little bit better when it's not as windy. 
Yep, and the sunshine helps too. I mean, you get in the car and it's kind of like, you know, the car's plenty cold, but still it's it's just, that's a different level. And you, it, it helps that it has not, we've had no precipitation. That's oh, probably yeah. the best well, part of I don't know. It. I actually prefer, the, if it's going to be this cold, bring me some snow too. Well, I understand. Like the, if it's going to be that cold, yeah. My buddies, uh, um, my buddies that are in South Alabama that are getting a little precipitation and some freezing stuff, you know, they're they're not equipped whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, we're we're really not equipped for heavy heavy stuff. You know, we can get some snows plow snow plowed and stuff when it happens. But we used to not be able to handle anything. No, and, and <laughs> now but it's at, better. At the same time, I mean, I I don't know that that I want our city to have a, a fleet of a. Uh, you know, 27 snow plows down there for the one big snow every couple of years, you know, probably there's probably better uses of the funds. But I, sure. I think the uh, those folks in South Alabama, when they get any threat of that kind of stuff, they're shutting down schools and everything. Oh, no they're, they're, they got nothing. And uh, yeah, so one, one of my buddies is down there. He's about an hour north of Mobile and they had a little bit of freezing stuff and, you know, temperatures in the 20s. And they he said they're kind of shut down and schools out and the whole deal. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday. You're listening to Tech Talk. <laughs> I had to go through all four shows in my head yeah, for a second there. I've been bouncing around a so little what, bit. I was say, you're the utility man, right? <laughs> Starting at second base today, third base tomorrow. For sure. DH and well, Sunday. Who is, who is the ultimate utility man, like baseball, that you think of? Like in ever? Like, ever, yeah. Like, not at Tech, but like. No, I mean, there's some good ones at Tech, obviously. I mean, for me, it'd be like Jose Okendo when he okay. played for the Cardinals. When, when they'd throw up. When they'd face a left-hander, this is on those late 80s teams, they'd face a left-hander, he'd play right field, and then when they'd face a right-hander, he'd come in and play around the infield, and, you know, it was kind of a weird injury thing or whatever, but they yeah. used to, the Cardinals media and all that used to call him the secret weapon because it's just like wherever they put him. And that, and now he, he's got, got a reputation a lot like Ron Washington of being a really good infield coach sure. now. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. No, the the one guy that I think of, and this kind of dates me because this is more recent, is uh, Ben Zobrist. Like, oh yeah, that's, that's I, I think of him good. just like yep. being able to do yep do everything. A lot of times they'll call those guys now. I mean, and you hear it called like a super utility thing. Yeah, and uh, because some of those dudes, um, you know, when I was a kid, the utility guy was sort of a light hitting defensive guy that could play a bunch of positions. Right. He would be the guy that had UTIL on his card. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And and sure. then and then later on, like Jed Jerko when he was in the big leagues, who won a Brooks Wallace Award back in twenty yeah. whatever twenty ten, probably played at West Virginia actually. Yeah. But pre pre Big Twelve, uh, he then then I think the super utility came in because there were dudes like him that could hit and had a little bit of juice, um, and then but could also cover his bat was keeping him in the big league and so it's like hey why don't you cover three or four spots for us and so probably didn't jerko didn't do much shortstop but he'd do some second and some third and maybe a little bit of first you know and uh and and so it's i'm not exactly sure where the super utility thing comes from but i think it's for the sure. guys that are maybe a little more offensive than the old light hitting utility man from when i was a kid yeah you remember uh let's see i think of Bip Roberts, yeah, I sure. think he was San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Loretta, yeah. There's some guys uh, now. Rangers had a guy named Bill Stein in the yeah. '80s, mid '80s, kind of a pitch hitter, 
pinch hitter extraordinaire. Of course, most recently, Kiner Falefa like did yeah, sure. played everything mm-hmm. pretty well except pitcher. Um, who who's that guy for Tech? The utility guy you think of? Um, did a little bit of everything. Oh, duh, I got it. The recent one. Now he he's not the utility guy you think of because he really settled into certain positions. But he did it all throughout his career. He moved around. Uh, Hargrove moved around. I was thinking Kurt Wilson. Yeah, because he did. One. He played you know what? pretty well everywhere. Yeah. He just really started to settle in right. stuff. And and uh, Grove Grove was kind of a predecessor and and sort yeah. of a similar. Now Kurt ended up in the middle infield and Grove ended up at first. But, right. Uh, uh, and Grove was probably a little more offensive. But you know when Grove first came here, he was running around the outfield more. More so, and then in 2016, on that good team down the stretch, he ended up settling at third. Yeah. Then Josh Young got here, and he moved to first, post Goot, and then Kurt. To your point, Kurt Kurt came here probably a little more pitcher first on the front end, sure. and then yeah. jumped. You know, sent in a question at Rudy's. You people that don't go <laughs> to Rudy's that. and go to the coaches' shows, <laughs> sent in a. So and he always, we would always see him out there in fall ball, and he was always hitting and playing. Yep. And he was always written down as a two way guy, but. Um, you know, and they gave him a shot on a Tuesday and he popped a couple homers and had three hits or whatever. And you know how Tim is, he stuck him back in there and he kept going. And, and that was another one of the Omaha teams, but he ran around the outfield for a while that year. And then was, was rotating a bunch at third the next year. And then ended up at shortstop, obviously the year, yeah. you know, a couple of years ago when he, and I was told he's coaching middle school, middle school football or whatever, teaching and coaching is it, uh, in Arlington, one of Arlington? the Arlington schools. Oh, cool. Um, we could probably find that out for sure, but uh, good for him. Yeah, and and he he was a guy that probably benefited from. I mean, and because you'll hear people say, "Hey, if the in 2020, which I believe would have been his third year, you know, had the year played out, he might have been in a better draft situation." Yeah, but then as a fourth and fifth year guy, you know, it kind of then then he started to sort of age out of his prospect days and the 20 round draft and all that stuff, but. Sure. He was he was hanging around campus long enough that he knocked out his degree and uh, you know he's into coaching I guess and and uh, I sure. assume he's still doing that but I, and I think I heard of that last fall but uh, yeah he's got a pretty good legacy around here I'm sure folks will be talking about him here in another what six weeks when the Longhorns come to town and we're all doing the hey what you know last time we played these guys we yeah stole home and hit a walk off grand slam <laughs> he yeah I think he cemented his legacy right yeah. here pretty well. Pretty good uh, player. Heck, we're heck, we're talking baseball. Might as well continue it. <laughs> there's someone on the chat line says the old man asked Gus with the uh, first thir- pitch thirty days out in Arlington. Is it too early for lineup <laughs> by positions? Not batting order, just positions and a possible starting pitching rotation. Four or five guys. Uh, if you want to, you know, like compile that, we can, we can answer. Yeah, let it. me let me compile. We'll, we'll answer right, it. We'll, we'll go. We'll give you that answer coming up at four o'clock. That's where. Well, Gus. Yeah, there we go. Too. Yep, yep. Well, Hang in there. Yep. So if you want to hear, there, old man. You want to hear his, <laughs> his projections, we'll get those uh, at, at four o'clock. Uh, Gus, while you're making prop, prop proclamations, can you definitively state that I won the Mega Millions? Wouldn't hurt to get Choice's kiss of death either. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good you, luck, I mean, you man. Did, were we you had, trying to jinx the Cowboys with all those statements? I know, dude, or you, I did you been. really feel that way about I the game? swore they'd be. I swore they'd kick oh, the crap too. out of the Packers just because they were playing at home and they've been so good at home. And then, you know, and my assumption is they're going to go on the road next week and you know put up the middling performance that they put up and be done. But um, I, I was shocked that they just just yep. laid an egg at, at home 
at home. Stop being me, the you're going to choke. Yeah, yes, so much. Absolutely. You can uh, play that again. <laughs> Robert says it's official the NFC East was trash this year. Do we view it that way? I mean, you had well, a 12 1 team. The shines two, off the Eagles. Two 12 1 teams? Yeah. Or was it 12 and 11? I don't know. It's it's sort of that hindsight deal that as we went through the as we went through it, it felt like a really good division or a pretty good division, you know, very top heavy. And then as we look back on it with two first round goose eggs, it 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 I, sort of falls flat. I don't know that I feel like I'd say it was trash. I, I just feel like you had two teams that lost their way at the end. Yeah, no I mean, doubt. I, I sure. think they were good football teams. So just I don't know. Uh, Philly lost their way a lot harder than the Cowboys did. Cowboys just had one horrible Sunday. Uh, in the postseason, and that's all it takes to finish your season off. Stinks. Yep. Hey, Gus, did uh, Choice make you aware that Collier said you were getting too old to ride a mechanical bull? <laughs> well, I'm I all objected right. strongly. Well, so, that's all right. I'm, I'm, we're not. We're not going to coach you right. onto it. No, you're probably not. But uh, how many of the, those uh, know, bad tequila those... shots does it take to get you on the bull, dude? If I was going, to... yeah, I don't know. You know that that that's one of those things that um the I don't know, you know, there's probably a happy medium right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like too many. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a bad idea. A bad idea and, and but maybe like not having any is probably not a probably great not, idea. Yeah, yeah you're like, not gonna do it if you yeah, don't have maybe it. I mean if I mean we got enough people. If we were doing that, I might go like a shot and a beer. Okay. You know, like okay, we're yeah, just you know, right there. Because I don't need to go in there like with yeah, just you know. We got enough people that are going to be there that first weekend in Arlington. I know you obviously, uh, and Jamie are going to be there. Is that thing running I, on? Like I guess it's running all the time. I right? think so. The Texas Live is, is open and mm-hmm. and going. So you, Jamie, myself, I'm pretty sure Sneed. I yeah, know Sneed's going to so. be there. Um, there's another person. From, oh, Collier will be there. In, oh, yeah. He can go in shoot the area. It. So, he can cover well, it. Well, I actually think his uh, daughter's playing softball. Oh, gonna yeah. There we go. Perfect. Back and Good forth. for him. So, Heck yeah. So there's at least five. We, I mean, we can get a competition going on the mechanical bull after well, you, after you, Sneed yeah, buys you all our pay, shots. Right? You got to pay to ride that thing? Is that ridiculous? I don't think I paid. Really? You no, just I think I just signed my life away. yourself up. No, there's like tips. You can tip the oh, person. Right. But no, you don't. Yeah, you tip the guy that's just about to fire throw you over the banister. Yeah. Throw yeah, you off the I wall. Bet. It was a lady when I was doing it. But yeah. Yeah, I don't think you pay. It was just sign your life away in case you break and it. And then they're going to humiliate your old rear end. Bullfighter says, I'll buy your whole bar tab if you do it, Gus. <laughs> I know. The the thing that I'm thinking is, go. like, I tell you what, you know, if we're, like, 2-0, and o, I would do it post-game Saturday okay. or something like that. You know, like, uh, beat Tennessee and Oregon. Oregon, right? Oregon Only Oregon, then Nebraska? Or Nebraska? No, I think it's Nebraska, then Oregon. I think. Yeah. You know, let, let me think about that. I feel pretty good to be 2-0. and o. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, I know. That's what I mean. You might feel good enough there to go. Yeah, I think that. that's pretty It's pretty good. The bullfighter, you're talking big. Are you going to be down there? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, Bullfighter will be there. He already said he was. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I want to see Bullfighter ride it because I assume he would know what he's doing. He's like against the riding of the bulls. Oh, he's right. just there to protect. He's them. there to fight them. Yeah. I would be Pretty there well. hugging on with two hands and both legs <laughs> like I'm riding at side saddle like a little girly man. you got to clip that one. <laughs> it is the it's Tech Talk here on, on Double T 97.3. More next. podcast put together with red raider fans in mind this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction 
for hanging with Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. The Double T 97.3 mobile app yours as well. Fox 34 News now on TV. However, wherever you're taking us in from, we're glad that you've chosen to make us part of your Tuesday. Alongside Mike Gustafson, I'm Choice Woodman in for Clint today. Got Brennan Riker across the way taking care of us. Keep hitting us up. Thoughts, comments, questions, all of it welcome on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You had a, a major market teaser earlier for 4 o'clock, so I want to deliver on that. Yes. Uh, so if you missed it a little bit earlier, and we'll talk some basketball in a little bit as well, but uh, someone asked, the, the old man asked, uh, <laughs> with first pitch 30 days away in Arlington, too early. Is it too early for uh, lineups by positions? Not asking for a battering order, but and a uh, possible starting pitching rotation of four or five guys. So, Gus, is the uh, floor is yours if you want to try to to take a stab to get inside Tim Tadlock's mind. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Which is it, it almost it almost always feels like there's an Easter egg too on on opening day yeah. where yep we you know we can see fall ball we can watch some practices in the spring and we can take our guesses and then it's like oh He'll this guy's playing here because play a hunch yeah He'll play so and so what was it in Arlington a couple of years ago Kurt Wilson Kurt Kurt was playing uh. Uh, was it third? And someone else played short? Yeah, or was it was Kurt it? playing short when he weren't? It might have been. That? It might have anyway. been. Yeah, he may have started the year. Yeah, I you know. get some of those. I mean, even the the Bazell playing third base that was kind of projected. But there was there's all sorts mm-hmm. of little things that you know, sometimes Tadlock will surprise you. But your best, I guess, think it was. Didn't wasn't it weird? Like Kyle Conley played third and Kurt played short or something. Yeah, that's exactly something, what it was. Like the very Conley, first couple games, and then it flipped. And yes, Kyle goes on and wins a big. Wallace Award it was like Kel- Conley had a little injury or something. Yeah, or something. Yeah, but they still had that. him in the field, and it was just, yeah, yeah. So it's almost like, hey, watch this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do one of these well, for the first game of the season. Done pretty good with it. So. I would say so. Yeah, no doubt. I would say so. All right. So the question was, yeah, me taking a stab at the lineup, and that's this is exactly what I'm. What a stab is the word. Yeah. Uh, uh, catcher Bazell, I think that that's been widely reported. I think MLB Pipeline had him at, as the thirtieth best prospect. Really? Okay. Um, I know that I, I saw a list. Sorry, forty seventh, forty seventh best prospect, and then Perfect Game had him at one hundred eight. Okay, that's and, the one I saw. Yeah, and and uh, he's you know he he he's an intriguing prospect. Sure, he is behind the plate um, because the bat is real, and uh, you know he caught one game last year. And they kind of ran all over us last year, and they ran all over Hudson. They like, being everyone. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, we say we weren't great at holding runners or whatever, but Huddy, Huddy was just not – didn't throw well last year, just never got his rhythm, whatever. No, I think as you go through this, this and, will reflect this, but I think one thing I'm excited about is you should automatically be, be better defensively as yeah. a whole than you were yep. all of last Absolutely. season. Absolutely. Absolutely. But Bazell caught one game last year, and, you know, and it was whoever it was that had run all over us, you know, Bazell throws out the first dude that runs on him, like, oh, yeah. and then he goes back to third and didn't catch again. And, was and it West uh, Virginia? Maybe. And, and I, I was thinking it was here in Lubbock, though. But, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it was one of those things. Yeah. yeah, just ran all over. And it, it. might have even been like Iowa or something like that. It yeah. might have been. You know, anyway, Earlier. but but in a way that it kind of reminded you, hey, and, and I remember somebody asked me on the show last year, last spring, like who would be the first player from this year's baseball team, 2023, mm-hmm. last year or this year at the time, to play in the big leagues. And I said, Bazell catcher. And Dickens looked at me like, really? <laughs> you know, like because he hadn't really – he'd only really 
sure just casual observer I hadn't really Surface seen a lot level. of yeah. bazell at the behind the plate I'm like yeah i believe so and mm-hmm. uh i stand by that but anyway cash at first i don't think there's any drama there my guess is that tracer lopez ends up at second okay. and for that reason i think we immediately talk about the defensive upgrade because i think we talk about a much more athletic middle infield mm-hmm. with with and, and sanders can play second i'm not saying that uh tracer's the only one but just in the little bit i've seen there's a lot of tracer at yep. uh yeah. A lot of tracer at second, and boy, it, it profiles really well. Um, shortstop, I think, is a competition. Burns, Burns, the dunk, the dunk, <laughs> the dunk artist, the dunk artist, yes. yeah. Uh, which well tells as... you what kind of an athlete we're dealing with there. But yeah, Burns, Sanders, Pompey, all three interesting players. Of course, Pompey, talented freshman. Sanders was a freshman here last year that was redshirted medical, had a back problem. Uh, a but kid was that was drafted, drafted out of yeah. high school. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and so there's a lot of promise with those three guys. Cade McGee is the transfer from uh, um, Gonzaga. He'll play third. Body type, just just similar looking dude to Bazell. Yeah, he just, had a really good weekend against Tech last year mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. he was here. And I think he was playing some shortstop last year maybe yeah. for them, but – uh, but yeah, when you see him standing out there, he looks he looks similar to Bazell. Uh, I think Harrelson will play center field. My guess is Washburn and Wright, and apparently uh, Austin Green has moved to a corner outfield, and so I assume that puts him in left field. My assumption is that Washburn stays in right, but uh, you know those, those corner outfield deals, you know how that goes. Whoever's hitting or whatever, and if Green's not in left field or in one of those corner outfield spots maybe he dh's and of course austin last year played a lot of second base but yeah i think uh they you know i think they made the commitment to him and he he left here last last year knowing that uh yeah. it was going to be an outfield type situation because defensively it wasn't great it's not not a disaster but i think they're trying to position themselves to get a better middle infield defensively and mm-hmm. uh, do some things so you're immediately talking about two prominent areas of defensive upgrade with Bazell behind the plate and yeah. that second base middle infield thing getting cleaned up second base and honestly any of the three shortstops you mentioned are supposed to be plus defenders yeah i think so, so. um so i'm i'm curious about that i'm curious about the shortstop competition and uh so if you were pegging it if you had to take your guess on opening day who do you think it would be who's the oh leader, the leader before you know all the yeah. spring happens um, right now I don't know. I'll, I guess Pompey. Yeah, coming out yeah. of coming but, out of fall ball. Yeah, and that you're that's just you're asking me for a name. Pure I'm giving guess. you a name. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I get it. I'm not. But I think uh, you know. I, I also think the most maybe the most telling part of that is go watch the scrimmages the two weekends prior to that and see if one of those guys picks it up and throws it into the parking lot a couple <laughs> times and pops up three times in a row. I'm like okay, the yeah. other guy who played catch all weekend and handled the baseball might be the first one to get the crack at it, but. Uh, um, and my guess on the somebody asked about the first, I think four pitchers. I would guess Kyle Robinson's in there, Zane Petty's in there, probably Trenton Parrish, and maybe uh, Tabor Fast. And and you know of some of the new names, um, you know Jack Washburn, Mac Hewer. Hewer was a big one of the big kids. He was he was a drafted freshman, mm-hmm. big big donkey, six four two forty, looking big yeah. dude, big right hander, power arm. Drafted out of high school last year in Washburn, and Washburn's a little bit of a wild card for me because there's a there's a little bit of an injury history there, and so totally capable of pitching on the weekends. But will they 
Will they scale him back and maybe use him as one of those guys that throws three innings one time a week, you know, like in a key, sure. hand him the ball in the sixth inning and let him try to finish something and then he's done for the week or whatever. We'll, we'll see, but that's a yeah. you know, that's a that's a team USA talent and uh, you know, dad of course big leaguer, Owen's brother, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, but we'll, we'll, he he's a little bit of a curiosity. Heck, that guy might pitch on Fridays, I don't know, but uh, it's the injury history that maybe concerns me. Yeah, a couple more questions there. Uh, we'll get to some basketball as well as Brennan's play of the day. All of that's still to come. You're listening to Tech Talk right here on Double T 97.3. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thanks for joining us with Tech Talk on WT97.3 and WT97.3.com. today, Mike Gustafson. He picks up. questions. Whatever you got bringing in on the Yates Flooring Center we're, chat line. We're getting heat for calling a frittata a pastry. Was that me or you? I said it. I, I said it I know sounds it a, like a pastry. I know it's like... Uh, and she says it, Shelly says it's quiche adjacent, but yeah, no crust. Okay. No way. Is that a gross Shelly? quiche without a... Crush? Oh, so What's it's kind of a cheesy of egg delight. Okay. Delightful cheesy oh, egg. Oh, you know what? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, Got a little jiggle to it. Here for that. Here for that. Yeah. Wait, you talking about the frittata or Shelly? Well, <laughs> I don't know Shelly. So I, I actually. Don't. I, I got met, the chance to meet her last you know, week. She met, ghosted me on the concourse. Apparently, she said she, really? she saw me, started to say hi, and didn't. Probably because I was talking to Clint about wow. all the free candy I was giving him or something. I've actually, and I missed my chance. So I'm looking forward to actually meeting her face to face. She ghosted you. Because she's awesome. No, yeah. she's she's met. She's a great texture. Shelly and I have met uh, at least two times. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, last well, time I saw her, probably not great circumstances. I think it was at Banjo Bob's uh, funeral thing. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So, Shelly, right. uh, say yeah, hi next okay. time. No doubt. Gus is a nice guy. You should, oh, yeah. should say hi. Oh, shoot, All right. Yeah. Uh, basketball question. Tech plays the University of Houston tomorrow. I would like for Tech to win, but we'll see. It won't be a tough game. Uh, this question in and from the chat line says, why is it that every time men's basketball enters the top 25, the following game we play like a mediocre team and drop – just drop right back out. Shouldn't we get a few big top twenty-five <laughs> wins under our belt before we get ranked? Yeah, before me. you get ranked, uh, in other words, in other words, it's that we we. I think what the texters getting at is that we play our gears off. Yeah, get, we we get on get a little there. roll to get in, and then you know when the roll comes to an end, you go right back out. And so I, I would think that cu- a couple things about that. I mean, there's there's probably some truth to that. That's why you always want to start being ranked. Yeah, you know, because the perception. Yeah, well, because yeah, because it's like we talked about. We were all upset with the idea that Texas had had pushed. You know, that we we got on there, beat them, and we're still not ranked, and they are, and our record's better than them, and all that stuff. But it's like yeah, the sort of the inertia or the friction of being being in the pole helps, and uh, you know, here we are sitting on the cusp of it. I would hope that a one and one record this week uh, would keep us in, but again. You know, and as much as I want us to be ranked, just because it's something to talk about, mm. probably helps with the recruiting and whatever else. Yeah, it's better to be ranked than not. Yeah, but the net it, ranking and all that stuff's what really matters there. But which, yeah, by the way, speaking of net ranking, 
uh, number one team in the net. Yeah, Houston Cougars. Big, big number, juice here. Number big, five big team currently in the net. BYU. Yeah. Team you play at home on Saturday. So big, big juice this week. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna move up the net rankings just by playing these games. Like the way the the formula works yep. and all of that. Just playing. Even if you went zero and two, you're gonna move up the net rankings. Uh, obviously, you can vault much better if you win. Uh, there's not a and Chris Level is the one who said this, so I'll give him credit. Um, but there's not a better win in the country right now than you could get in, on Saturday. Or a road on, on win Wednesday. against number one is as good as it gets. Number, road win against number one in the net <laughs> is the best win you can possibly have out there. And that's that's tomorrow night, the opportunity that's in front of Tech. Do yep. I expect it to happen? No. Um, I mean, that's that's a really tough team. I think you're looking at one of the, in my opinion, three true uh, Big 12 title contenders at the moment in, in Houston, though they're coming off of two losses, so they are beatable. Oh, yeah. But that may mean you're going to get a very angry Houston team, too. It's a pretty well-coached team. So yeah. um, if you go one and one this week, I'm going to be pretty happy. Yeah, I would, too. And uh, I would hope that the uh... – you know, that, it be, because it's really, you know, I think about this next cluster of four games and it's like, you get me to two and two in this next cluster of four games and I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, but it really, that all of that, I, I would assume centers on, uh, you know, beating BYU at home, um, you know, this this coming Saturday. But yeah, to yeah. me, the, to me, this game tomorrow is sort of house money and maybe we can, uh, you know, if this, uh, if this Houston team is, uh, you know, in a bit of a lull or a bit of a funk right yeah, now, maybe advantage. we can keep it in them, keep them in it. But that, you know, that's going to be a tough situation. It sounds like that's going to be a charged up arena. And you know what? Maybe we'll be charged up with a bunch of tech fans. So who knows? But uh, it just, it, it makes me nervous to hear that LJ Cryer had been playing well. I'm like, Oh, I don't, doesn't seem like that's going to last very long, but Hey, who knows, man, get after it. Yeah. Um, by the way, J- Shelly says little jiggle horse name. Uh, Albert says, I hope that our goal this year is not to be ranked in the top 25. Well, no, it's uh, my goal would be for tech to be ranked in the top 25 at the end of the season. Well, as a function of, yeah, absolutely. That's and what and, I and as like. a function of, you know, going, uh, you know, 11 and six in conference player 10 and seven or something like that or whatever it is. What would it be? In the 10, 10 and eight. eight. Yeah. yeah. 10, 10 and eight, eight, 11 yeah. and seven. Um, but, yeah, and so the goal that the absolutely not the goal, but you know, I mean, I, I mean, I started this year going. I hope this team can get in the NCAA tournament, and and yeah. and it, as tempting as it is right now to nudge that and go, oh, maybe we can get in the Sweet Sixteen. You know, the, the and that, that's fine. Believe me, I'm here for it. But it's the the you know we're it feels like we've I, I said yesterday to Clint, it feels like we've used our mulligan only in the sense that. <laughs> the Devin Cambridge deal, like now we're into our depth in a way that it's like, it feels like there's a real drop from, cause we're playing eight every game now. Yeah. We, you know, we probably had faith in nine of these guys before Well, I Cambridge mean, is out. And so now like if, if they have to go to the next guy down, who is sure. that next guy? Because he's played eight, like several exists, games in a row. Really. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't think he, no, but to be honest, you were really playing seven before Cambridge got That's hurt. True. I almost feel like the Cambridge in- injury. I'm not going to say it was good for the team, but I feel like it added depth to this team. It where woke up where it forced, yeah, yeah it if, forced McCaslin to to try to do some different things. Um, and I, I think it has made you a deeper team, at least by another body. I 
if you're asking me if I'd rather have Cambridge on the uh, yeah. I'm you know what would have been would have been great? It would have been if it's like, hey, Cambridge is gonna miss a month. Obviously not tearing right. yeah, ACL right. in a way that's like, Ooh, Kerwin found himself and some of these other here. guys found some roles and then you can sprinkle in your best defender back into the mix. Exactly. Like yeah, yeah. Ooh, you know, that would have been great, but we'll have to No, I think when when you're talking about adjusting expectations though, I'm not moving mine to the no, sweet sixteen or anything. Not but yet. I think I'm close to saying uh, my expectation is that this is a team that should win a tournament game. Okay. Now, when you get right. to the tournament, that's but yeah. but by that I mean you should be a seed where you right. you should expect six to win a game. Six versus eleven, exactly. Or whatever. A, a five yeah. or a six seed because right now you're the you are fifth or sixth in in the pecking order in the Big Twelve. In mm-hmm. my how I view this team, you're fifth or sixth in this league, um, and fifth or sixth in the Big Twelve is a a five or a six seed in the NCAA tournament. And and I so I think yeah. and for sure battle tested exactly you know, like if after what this team's gonna have to deal with so over the next two months. Th- there's no question. I my thought about this team coming in was that you would be a bubble type of tournament yeah, team. Me too. Uh now it has risen to you're not a bubble tournament team. You are a tournament team. And we'll see as this season goes on because you got fifteen more of these tough Big Twelve games ahead. And it, Mind you, you just snuck by and, and scratched out a win against Kansas State on your home floor. So it's not yeah. been perfect, but you're one of two teams left out of a 14-team league that's 3-0. There's well, only two of them. I know. And we, we think about the rest of the schedule, and you go, well, this, can this team go, you know, can this team play 500, 500 ball and league play from here? Yeah. And, you know, you might be like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, okay, if that's the case, then it's an 11-7 and seven record, which is dang good. And uh, uh, yeah, I think it'd take that. And uh, yeah, heck yeah, and and you know that probably sets up a, a lot of good things. Uh, not the least of which is you know if if this thing goes eleven and seven, McCastle might be coach of the year, Big Twelve. I think you're in the. I mean, you have to see sure. what else is going on around him. Yeah, but you know to have taken over a team that won what five league games last year and whatever. So yeah, you take it from where it was last yeah. year to to sure. that kind of finish yeah so um, you know can we count out eight games on the schedule that we win you know it involves an, a win and a couple wins against UCF win it against Texas you know a lot of yeah. home games all that stuff but it's not that's not crazy to think about well, I don't think that's crazy at all to count out eight wins but we'll see that's yep. that's why they play fun it. to think about it is it uh, really is so much fun to be relevant in hoops it you is know, after where we were 10 years ago and it's fun These I mean even just winners. from the the small lull last year <laughs> yeah I agree. I mean, we've been spoiled with basketball around here in the last yep. seven years or so, and it is nice to to be back in those conversations. It is Tech Talk right here on Double T 97.3. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. One more hour of Tech Talk on Double T 97.3, Double T 97.3.com and the Double T 97.3 mobile app. I am clearly not Clint Scott, nor am I Choice Woodman, because Choice is on his way over to the Friendship Basketball Arena for the Friendship Girls and Boys doubleheader taking on Midland, uh, nope, that's on Friday, taking on Odessa High. Uh, tonight you'll hear those two games here on Double T 97.3. If you're looking for Cooper Girls Basketball, that's over on 100.7, the score with Abilene Cooper. Both girls and boys doubleheaders, 6 and 7, 30 
respectively, for the boys and girls game. Sitting alongside Mike Gustafson and on across the way, Brendan paid employee Riker is in your number one position. Ben, uh, Brendan, how are you today? Good. I've had both you and Ben today. Mm-hmm. This is an insult to uh, everybody who's sitting in these rooms having both of you in the same day. You know what? It's it's not the worst thing I've been called. I've been called worse names before. Gus, should we try to figure out what the worst thing he's been called is? <laughs> I kind of want to know what that is. Now. Nice as a little Brennan is. Come on. Well, if the what kind of animal. Thing, what was it that uh, Bobby Hot Dogs called me the other day? He's he used some fancy word and it meant like really short person. It was kind of a backhanded compliment. Really short person? I don't know. It was like a fancy word. I think he pulled out the Oxford Dictionary. and Oh. Yeah, like the that. diminutive Brennan Riker, that kind of a thing? Yeah. It, it, it was something along those lines. Did he call you an Oompa Loompa? No, no. Okay, well then you're fine. I would have been more fine if he would have just straight up said that and not try to use the fancy word that meant a really short person. <laughs> well, I don't think you're short. You're just, you're, you're fun size. Okay. <laughs> um, Gus, Red Raider basketball team taking on Houston tomorrow in Houston. Uh, this is obviously a, a question mark game for this basketball team only because which Houston are we going to get? The one we thought we'd get when they entered the Big 12 and a, a team that was going to be competing for a national championship or the team that's lost two games in the Big 12 already, which is probably more shocking to them than it is us but only by a little bit. Yeah, I, that I mean we're we're talking about number 1 team in the net ranking and uh you know a valuable valuable opportunity for a quad 1 win. Uh what are they? That they've hit a the you know a little bit of a lull, which is why it's hard to go 35 and 0 these days in uh college basketball. Shout out to coach Knight and his 1970 what six Hoosier team. Um uh, you asked me yeah, that, and I used to have 30, that memorized. 35 and 0, yeah, uh, 75, 76. Um, but, yeah, that that it's hard to do. And, and uh, you know, a lot of folks go, well, they're not playing Conference USA or whatever, the American Athletic Conference schedule or whatever, and they're not. But they're also still uh, they're still well-equipped to be competitive. And, and we've got a little stretch right here where L.J. Cryer's been on a bit of a lull. And, you know, like – because so, that's a really good roster and they're really good and uh they're you know they're they've got every you know, they got every reason to think they could be a final four type team and uh and and the fact that they've lost a couple games you know not due to like a rash of injuries or anything but just sort of a, a little bit of a lull right here and now they're returning home I imagine we're we're gonna wake them up at least not whether they play well whatever but I imagine they're they're you know, emotionally, they're going to be locked in on this game. And so we're probably going to have our hands full tomorrow. But uh, what an opportunity it is in terms of quad one wins and just to put juice in that net ranking and all that. What year did you say was the Bob Knights? I was going 27-0? I was going 76. Or 32-0? Get that man a dollar. Yes. It was the 75-76 season. Well done, sir. Boom. Pulling year, that off the top of your head. Yeah, the year before, they only lost one or two, but they, they, went, out, they went out early in the tournament and uh, – all those dudes were coming back, and they were they were uh, a motivated and loaded. group. Yeah, they really were. It was uh, Scott May and Kent Benson and all that. Uh, Quinn Buckner. They they were loaded. That might have been back when uh, the saying about Bob Knight was he would beat you with his players. <laughs> yeah. He would then turn around, take your players, and beat you with his. Right. Uh, that was a uh, peak Bob Knight. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. 
uh, no that uh, we got to experience some of that here when uh, he was coaching with the Red Raiders. But uh, what have you liked most about what you have seen from this Red Raider basketball team? Well, I, I mean, the amazing part about it has been, um, you know, it, it, it's really come post-Devin Cambridge, and, and, and it's not a knock on Cambridge. And Choice and I just touched on it a little bit earlier, but just that – the, the fact that when Cambridge went out, you know, Walton stepped in in a way that it, it kind of pushed him to the floor and pushed him into playing time, and he immediately delivered. And he had he had kind of spurted a couple times out of the gate, but, you know, his his minutes increased, and he, he delivered. And he delivered with all the things that, you know, hadn't been a strong suit for him over the last year plus, meaning – you know, last year it was like come in and hopefully he juices the offense with the three or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, he he's it felt like he's just play, you know I, I think he's played with more confidence. Period. End of story. All the things that go with that. Not not to say that he's been a flawless player, but it's been night and day from where he was before. Um, but there's defensive contributions. There's rebounds. There's you know dribble drives and all those things. That's just he's the guy that he's the guy that they probably thought they were getting a year or so ago, but. You know, for, for whatever reason, you could call it the chaos of last year or whatever, and that probably oversimplifies it. But for whatever reason, the you know the environment and all the things that were going on last year just never panned out for him. But he's he's been a guy that's blossomed. I, t- I told Choice in the last hour, like it would have been so great if if you know, because what I think happened is the depth picture, more guys contributing more some roles get reinforced and they're they're playing with a little bit of wind beneath their wings but would have been so great if the Cambridge injury had been like a six-week thing broken bone or something and then you add back in your best defender Mm -hmm. to this roster and as opposed to you know I'm I'm I was kind of holding my breath with this roster because feels like you know feels like they've got confidence in eight guys as real big 12 level players and if you lose one of them now you know we're our, our mulligan's gone right you know, i don't know that ey or or chiron Lindsay or one of those dudes is going to step in and and inherit an eighth man type role like we're getting out of some of these other dudes and so you know and, and the fact that cambridge's injury is you're ending it it's it's uh you know it is where it is but uh they're they're just you know they're there's a flow to them offensively and you know you sit there and watch them the other day and you go this team's and I, and I think the people who follow this team have talked about it hacks and those guys that talk about you know this team's probably going to get out rebounded more often than not and they get out rebounded against k-state but they win the rebounding margin in the second half with some key offensive rebounds you know mm-hmm. that that ended up being the deal you know ended up maybe being the difference in the game the second chance opportunities and you know, just finding a way to win so far, and uh, you know this next four games is is a pretty brutal stretch. But welcome here, to the Big here 12, we go. Though. Yeah, because all, the four after that aren't a whole lot. No, better. no, that's you're exactly like, right. That's the way this conference and, rolls. And, we, and we've all got to be careful with that because we're all going to go. Oh, okay, now we can relax after that four game stretch. And it's just what you're saying, Jeff. <laughs> Whoever's up next, then you're going to be in let down city if the if we're all sort of ho hum about it. But. Um, yeah, if, if they can get a couple games in this next four game stretch, the key thing is is the next four games are all quad one opportunities, oh, sure. and so it's you know it's just helium for the net ranking. Uh, this very quick thought off the Yates Flooring Center chat line: What do you think of our chances are of winning tomorrow? Throw Vegas odds out the winner. What's your gut saying? I would not bet on the Red Raiders in this one, but I wouldn't be shocked if you got a win here. Either. I agree. House money, man. Go go play loose and free and. 
take it to a team that's maybe playing with the pressure of being number one in the country. And also a very good roster playing home. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's not take anything away from Houston. Legit, yeah. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.